Okay. On episode four of Courageously Confident and this series, we're talking about resiliency. And again, I have Eric with me and he is sharing a really personal story of something he went through in his life. And I don't want to say too much because I want you to listen to him speak it raw and personal, but this is really going to push you to look at the tough times in your life and change the way you see them as a way to grow and become stronger. I can't wait for you to listen and dive into this episode. How the hell do you stay consistent and committed when you realize that this isn't easy, that fitness isn't easy, or business isn't easy, or life is tough? How the fuck do we stay committed and consistent and resilient when we just want to give up? So I want to focus on this attitude, this mindset, really called the commitment mindset. So when you're really committed to something. So think, think think of something, whatever it is right now in your life, like you're super committed to your job or, you know, your relationship or, you know, fitness. You're like, yes, I'm committed to this. Think that you would do what it takes, even though times get tough to push through, right? So for example, Eric, you are extremely committed both to fitness, your fitness journey, and both to your, your career. And both of those things are not easy you struggle through a lot of them. So how do you stay committed and push through when it's a shit day at work or it's a shit training session and you just want to, because I've witnessed it. I've witnessed you throw some things in the gym when you've gotten mad. But how do you keep going? Um, I guess attitude, shake it off, come back. I don't know. I always give myself about 20 minutes to feel sorry for myself and the fucking bitch and like, can we just say that again? You get 20 minutes to feel sorry for yourself and move on. Yeah. I love like, that. Anything after that, it's just you're just wasting your time and wasting everyone else's time and you're just not going on it. So yeah, if I have a shitty lift, I'll get mad about it. It'll piss me off for a bit. Might want to throw something or I'll... You no, know, no, no, no. You, you do throw something. No, <laughs> Let's it, just it, it depends if I'm in my gym. Not in a bad, harmful way. It's like... I'm going to get mad for a second and throw something against the wall. <laughs> and then, yeah, I might be in a sour mood for, I said, 20 minutes. But then mm-hmm. I'll be good to go after. And it's just bouncing back from things not going the way you want them. And you have to be able to do that. And you sort of have to be able to, like, if you do something wrong or you fuck something up. Yeah. You can't dwell. Yeah. You need to, you need to do a few things. You need to figure out what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. So like after that 20 minutes is over. Rationalize. After, once you're being emotional and shitty for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. then take the time to, okay, well, I'm wrong. Why did this happen? Was it, was I didn't prepare myself properly? Didn't get enough sleep? Did I not eat properly? Was I stressed? Okay, figure out what that was. How do I correct that now so it doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should go to bed a little earlier. I should eat a bigger breakfast. Okay, cool. Now you can actually start solving the problem because that's really what being resilient is, I find, is just when you get hit with a problem or an issue, you need to come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. You need to solve the problem. You can't mm-hmm. just let it slide. And a lot of people do just let problems slide in their day-to-day life. And it's like, But then you allow that problem to happen again and again, again, again. when you just let it happen. And once it happens the second time, well, now you're only to blame for that happening again mm-hmm. yourself. So... Try to, if you make a mistake or things go all the way you want, learn from it, 
don't let it happen again. Do the best you can, at least. At least at least put in the effort to mitigate it happening again. Right. I love that you brought up, like I said, it. you know, allow yourself to be emotional. Like, if you face a problem or you make a mistake, yeah, of course, you're going to get mad at yourself. You're going to get emotional. You're going to get upset. Like, I, if anyone wants to talk about being emotional, I'm extremely emotional. <laughs> like, you see me all the time. I get, if something bad happens to me, I get, I get upset. That's just, like, my, my natural response. But I've really learned to separate you know, your reaction from your emotion. So let yourself be upset or mad or whatever for that amount of time. And then when you've cooled down, then you can take a step back and be like, okay, what happened? What can I do for that not to happen next time? Or what can I do next time when this happens? How can I react differently so it doesn't affect me as emotionally? That Mm -hmm. makes sense, you know? Because you see me, whether it's in the gym or, you know, just people saying shitty things to me on social media or weird comments, I get emotional. But I've learned to accept that I'm an emotional person and there's nothing wrong with that. Be emotional for the time that you need to be upset, but the only way to move forward if you're committed is to literally move forward, rationalize what happened and moved on. And you've helped me kind of see that. Like, you can't let your emotions ruin you. You need to separate them from your action, mm-hmm. which I think is so, so powerful. And I know a lot of women on here, you know, say you go to the gym and the first thing you do just sucks. Like, it's a shitty squat or something. That could affect their entire workout that could affect their entire day to the point where they leave the gym it ruins their whole day it ruins their day at work it ruins their night at home it ruins everything so how do you how do you say okay that sucked but I'm going to keep going well as I said before you need to figure out what is happening why did it suck and try and fix why it sucks so, mm-hmm. so it doesn't suck again and then understanding as well especially when it comes to the gym is you're going to suck, like, a lot, it's going to be, it's, like, it's a constant learning curve, and you're constantly learning things, and developing things, coming stronger, getting weaker, seeing results, not seeing results, and you just sort of have to go with it, and you can't always do anything about it, but when they do come up, you need to take the time to learn why it came up, so you can fix it for Mm -hmm. later on, and that actually might help you later on, learning these key, like maybe your squat didn't go well, so instead of just like bitching and like making excuses about why it didn't go well, we'll figure out, oh, hey, my hips weren't feeling that good and mobile. Maybe I should take the time to do better hip mobility before. Yeah. Oh, I, I learned that here's a really good way to get my hips to open up when I'm squatting. Okay, cool. So now, well, hey, sweet. Now you know kind of what to is going to set you for time. success next time. Yeah. And then you just keep building on those things. So your failures and when things go wrong actually help you develop better habits. Mm-hmm. And they'll help you sort of f- figure out what to do instead. But that only happens if you solve the problems. Yeah. If you just let them continue on or you ignore them, they'll just keep coming back and you're not really going to learn anything from it. So anytime something goes wrong, doesn't go the way you want it, take the time to learn why, fix it the best you can, or mitigate from happening again. Or at least learn how to deal with it better when it does happen. Mm -hmm. And then there's nothing can stop you after that because then you're good for everything. 
Yeah, I love that. And I can relate to the gym example. Like, for the longest time, I was like, why can't I squat? Why can't I squat good? Like, why is my squat going up? And we were playing with all these different things. And then Eric and I went to, you know, get this personal, well, two-on-one training session. And I learned, you know, this new way to squat. And now I go in and I look at it not as, oh, I suck at squatting. I look at it as, this is my process of learning how I squat for my body. You know what I mean? When you change your mindset to like a learning mindset, a committed, a consistency mindset, an open mindset, that's all about being resilient. Like, oh, that didn't go so well. What can I do to adjust things? You know, same with life. Same with, you know, I went through a point this year early on, you saw me really sad and unhappy in my business. And that was translating into my life. And I caught myself being really down on myself almost every day. Like you saw me being really emotional. And that was when I realized, okay, I need to take a step back. What's wrong? Something's off. And that's when I realized I needed like help. And I hired my coach and like taking actions, like, like you said, stepping back, addressing what's wrong and then saying, how can I help fix this? Whether it's you do it yourself, whether you get help, whether, you know, whatever it is, you do something about it so you don't let yourself fall back into that all the time. Is That's what it is about being resilient is looking at the challenge and saying, how can I fix this? Because this is something that I ask my clients a lot and I always refer back to is what type of woman do you want to be to show up for this program or for this problem? Like when a problem hits me, I'm like, this is a challenge. The universe is giving me what time type of woman am I to show up for this? And obviously we want to be strong. We want to be powerful. We want to get through it. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want to be emotional and cry about it. We want to get up and move. So next time you face a problem, no matter what it is, ask yourself, what type of person do I want to be to show up for this pro? this problem and be that person yeah um yeah attitude right like it's the way you look at things like i guess i can talk about my injuries Um, yes please you have to share this because this is guys this blows my mind please listen to this what eric has been through and what he does now it's like no one would ever know and it just you need this mentality so so like this was three years ago almost probably four years ago by now just about four years ago this happened because it was Thanksgiving four years ago uh so I was parachuting for work and I had a really bad landing so what happened was I shit show shattered both my ankles um had surgery my right one colossal like it was it sucked like um it was really like mentally like it was pretty exhausting to deal with but like so I did surgery, went home, was on off work for quite a while because of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just living at my parents' place. And the first two, uh, the first two months was, wasn't really, I couldn't physically do anything about my situation. And I had to come to terms with that. It was almost like letting go of that, like, wanting to do something about it. Because I couldn't. I was, I had freaking both legs casted up, sitting in a chair and I could have so the attitude I took for the first little bit was you know a bit of feeling sorry for yourself a bit of complaining you know kind of just struggling and then I sort of had to take a, bit, a different attitude on it or else I would have gone down some like negative mental holes because mm-hmm. I was sitting there all day long just doing whatever I could to stay busy 
So instead, I took it as that first two that first two months. I wanted to make it as good as possible. So what I do, I said, I'm gonna game and movie and like just eat it all in. I'm gonna take <laughs> it for what I can, and I'm just gonna have no stress and I watch TV and play video games and not give a shit about anything else. And you know what? It was great for like it was great. I just that's all I had to do. My parents made food for me. You were living it up. Just I, 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 well, that's what I, I was yeah. like. Instead of feeling sorry for myself, like right now, you know what? I'm in every like 16 year old boy's wet dream. He can freaking <laughs> play video games all day long. Has no responsibilities. Sweet. But I had to come and understand and prepare myself for as soon as those casts come off. It's game time now. Now I have to put forward that work. So the cast came off about two months after. Mm-hmm. And then I was put in the, like, walking casts, the Velcro ones that go on that are plastic. And I still, and then I started doing physiotherapy three times a week or whatever it was to the local place. And basically, I kind of, people might say it was dumb, but it worked. Um, I took it on myself to do my own therapy on it, the way I felt would work. So... As soon as I had the boot cast back from the hospital, they told me, you know, still got to keep them on all the time. No. They, they, they came off almost immediately when I was at home. And it was pretty much, I would immediately, I was, you know, first saving them off, I was trying to walk again. And it was really weird. And it was, I don't forget the feeling of like not knowing how to walk. Mm-hmm. That was trippy. Couldn't imagine if I had to do that for longer than two months of sitting down. And there was so much like muscle atrophy, and it, so everything was weak. It was hard to stand. So what I would do is I would walk around the house as much as I could, and and you were told not to do this. Oh yeah, yeah. I was told to keep the cast on and only do walking around with physiotherapy because mm-hmm. you know they wanted to watch you and yeah. stuff. And I was like, okay, but no, um, <laughs> that's too slow for me. Sorry, yeah. I can. I knew I could handle more than that, and if I couldn't then tough. Like, it was a risk I was willing to take, get better faster, or be safe about it. And you have to do, you have to do your own risk assessments with your own life, right? It's your life. You need to work it out. Just because someone says something, you shouldn't do something. You got to take it for what it is. And if you want to reach a little further, then that's up to you. But then, if things do go wrong, you have to own the own consequence on that. I right. wasn't going to blame anyone be if I hurt myself again. That you made, made it worse, right? Yeah. So what I would do is I can thank my mother for this. Before every meal, she'd make me do a lap around the house walking. It took me 20 minutes. But, like, wow. she'd, they, they, she'd make me do that. So that helped a lot. Um, so anyway, about a week. During that week, what I did is I said, you know what? Like, I can't really walk yet very well. But I want to get back in the gym. I need to get doing something. I can't sit around anymore. So what I did is I went out and got these uh, sports braces. They're, like, lace up for, like, bad sprained ankles. And they were pretty hardcore. Like, they locked your ankle in place. So I, I strapped those on as hard as I could. And then I would, you know, get a ride to the gym, drop to the front door, and, you know, waddle slowly into the gym, sit down, put some weight on the bench press, do a bench session, hit the machines, do some leg extensions, some hamstrings, things that I didn't have to be standing for. And it was like, cool, I can now make some progress here. And then after about 
a month of that, yeah, I was squatting again and moving again. After a month of b- taking 20 yeah. minutes to walk around your house, you were squatting. Yeah. That's insane. That's and incredible. So, and I did that because I just like, I needed to sort of prove to myself that I could get better. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it worked great. Um, physio was kind of hilarious because they were about a mile behind me. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Kate, we're gonna start doing some body weight like squat or like And you're like, walk. I'm already at home. And it's like, like I'm past it's you. Like, I'm at the gym. <laughs> cool man, sure. So I would do it and you know it was really awkward one time though. I ran it was like almost near the end of me having to go back to work and me being back at it. Mm-hmm. And I was still supposed to only I was still supposed to be wearing the boot casts, still supposed to be only out of them at physio. I actually ran into my physiotherapist at the gym <laughs> and it was really awkward. It was in the change room and I was like, Oh, What's up, man? He just started looking at me. He's like, How was that experience going to the gym with like your boot cast? Well, I didn't wear the boot cast at the gym. I had I had the ankle braces that were But still you were at the gym being injured. Did you feel like out of place? Did you feel self conscious? Did you feel like I felt a little because I walked funny. Yeah. That was it was awkward to step and it hurt to walk. Did people ever say things whether good or bad, like holy shit man, good for you, or like no, I just walked in kept and, it to myself. Yeah. I like I wore sweatpants. Yeah, and just gym shoes, and That's, I just wore a hoodie. Went in the gym, had music playing, crushed a, a workout. What I could do, then I'd go home, and then and that was it. I just love this because you know so many people now would okay whether it's broken ankles or it's whatever I sprained my wrist or did thing and be like I can't go to the gym now for like a month can't do anything. You had two broken ankles and you went to the gym. And you worked upper body. Well, I did what I could. You did what you could. But most people would look at it and say, I can't do anything. Well, that was a weird thing, too. Well, not a weird thing, but it was like, I kind of felt like I didn't want it to be like, like, because I was in this, I was pretty fresh in the military at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this isn't like the end of my career. No. This isn't going to be a career ender for me. Because I still wanted to do like mountain ops, dive other things and uh so pretty much I had to do something like I I just was determined I guess to actually continue on and get back and get back on my feet and then I didn't care what it took it was I'm still gonna keep going and by the time I got back to work and saw physio again at work they're like kind of like what the fuck like (laughs) How how long ago was this injury? I'm like three months, and they're like, and I'm already looking at like running, and they're like, that's you should have been you're you're a month you're you're half a year ahead of what you should have been. The doctor told me it would be about a year before I was doing activities again. Yeah. Never mind what I was doing a few months after, and so and then what it ended up being was like I was only on like a medical restriction. Mm-hmm. About six, not five months, was my total medical restriction. The total period that I was on any kind of work restrictions from the day I hit to the end, which they were pretty, thought was crazy. And then the reason was that was because I wanted to go on a course. And I couldn't go on the course because it was very physical demanding. And I had, still was on a medical restriction. So I said, like, no running you know, carrying heavy weight, all that stuff like that. And I was like, well, I need to get off that. And the doctor said, the only way I could get off it if I, is if I do the rehabilitation program, which I was already starting, but I just started it. Mm-hmm. 
wasn't anywhere near finishing. It was like a three or four month program. Wow. And I was like, well, that's not going to fly with me. So I asked the guy who ran the program. I said, what do I got to do for you to sign me off? And he's kind of like, you just started. You're not, you shouldn't be looking at finishing this program. I'm like, well, tough. I want to go on this course next week. How do I do this? He's like, to get cleared from us, you have to do one day, you have to run for an hour straight. The next day, you have to do an hour straight of ruck marching. And I was like, perfect. Like, sign me up. So there I was. Oh, yeah. I did it. It hurt. It sucked. But, like, that was the way to get it done. Yeah. And there was no way around that. So that, like, how much, it just goes to show that this is so much mindset. You could have chose to listen to the the physiotherapy. You could have chose to stop. It's not even choosing to listen to them. Yeah. I could have, I could have. Walked away with a sweet claim. I could have had a forced OT. I could have. I could have had a lot of good. Com- not not good. Sorry, that's the wrong word for it. I could have had a lot of sympathy. Yeah. I could have got a lot out of that sympathy. I could have been like, "Oh, poor me." I could have done nothing in my career again, like difficult wise or challenging wise. And if anyone ever asked me, "Oh, why didn't you try to become a combat diver?" Oh, I broke my ankles jumping. So like, it could have been a, a handle, nice excuse. Oh, for why you? can't want want you try out for this or try out for that or do this thing? It's like, oh, I got this injury last year, two years ago, three years ago, and it still sucks. I had I had the golden ticket of excuses of why not to do damn near anything I didn't want to that was physically demanding, and I didn't use it yeah. at all. I still went on prelim that year, six whatever months after my injury, made it halfway, three-quarters through, whatever it was, the first day, my ankle was a piece of brick. It wouldn't even bend anymore. And I was like, yeah, this is now, made the tackle decision. I'm doing more harm than good. Yeah. It's day one. This is day five, fine. But like... Day one. Day one, no, no, no. This is not going to fly. And it sucked. I was pretty upset about it. But like I said, I learned from what went wrong. I said I needed just more time to heal and more time to run, get on my feet. And I did it. And the year after that... Showed up, made it through, still had injuries from that. And just like you just, you need to have a good attitude about it. And that's like the biggest thing I learned was the attitude Mm -hmm. when I was injured was not feeling sorry for myself, trying to be positive about it every day. Mm -hmm. And it's, you see a lot of guys that like have good attitude when they're injured is they stay positive about it Mm -hmm. and they say, no, it's it's not going to stop me. It's not going to stop me. I don't care if like I got one leg, it's not going to stop me. Like it's, you need to always, you, there's always something you can do. And if you try and say that you can't do something, well, you're probably lying to yourself, to be honest. Your story is just incredible because, like I said, most people would quit or, or take the easy way out or not keep pushing. And you set, literally said to yourself, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm early in. I'm not going to let this be a burden. And for everyone listening, we, I think it, it is kind of a reality check for the things we think are big problems. Like, I, you know, for people who want to give up and they don't have broken bones or horrible things. It's just a, a weakness, a mind weakness. But when people are physically hurt, you know what I mean? And, and you make the choice to, to move forward and it fucking sucks and it hurts, but you do this, like, mm-hmm. it's the most incredible thing. And guys, now you're listening, you know, Eric 
is so fucking strong in the gym. Eric is known for his his leg strength, for his squatting. And and when anyone tells me that and comes up to me and says, "Oh, your your fiance or your boyfriend," you know, I'm like, "Did you know that he had two broken ankles and he, you know, this wouldn't have been a thing, but he made this like I always rave about it because of your attitude during it." And that's the prime example that I wanted to share is on this talk about resiliency is well, it was moving. It was it wasn't even like the attitude, right? I wanted something good to come out of it. And that was the big thing was like and it did. I got very good at training my legs. Yeah. I got very good at squatting because when I came out that injury, I had to reteach myself how my legs worked. And it mm-hmm. was no no, like I'm gonna come back from this way stronger than I was before I got injured. Now whether that's the case, I don't know, but I had to, you know, believe that and push for that and drive for that. So I love it. I think I think it's amazing. And I think it just helps people realize that you can do anything if you just say, you know, if you have a struggle, something horrible happens, say, what good can I get out of this? What good is is here? Instead, so many people look at the negative, look at the bad, what what can't I do? What's bad about this? But when you change it and flip it to what can I learn? What can I do? How how much stronger can I get from this experience? Everything changes and that is how you become resilient. So, guys, this is a huge lesson today is just, you know, take a step back, look at your struggles, look at the things that happen and take a step back and look at how you can become stronger and how you can learn from this and look back at it and say, "Yeah, I had two fucking broken ankles and I got through it and here I am today rocking it. So I've had more injuries since then. (laughs) And yeah, like Eric's had more injuries since then and it's built resiliency in you to to move forward. They happen and you just have to have a good attitude about it and you have to understand that no matter the circumstance, you can find a a white light or a positive thing to come out of it. Yes, always look for that white light, guys.